Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 89. This week on the show, I've got Joe Cotella of the band Dead. Um, that's D-E-D for anyone that wants to look them up if you're not already a fan and listening to this. Uh, but no, it was a great conversation. Really appreciate him taking the time to do this. Uh, this was recorded uh, about a week ago, a little over a week ago, uh, and they were preparing to set out on their tour. So um, obviously tour life is crazy hectic. Um, and so to take the time to do this conversation with me was really awesome. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, including the new music, um, how Joe kind of defines their sound and kind of just who dead is and what his goals with this project really are. Uh, obviously, you know, he's a musician. We all want to make money. (laughs) So that's one of the goals, but, um, you know, we talked a lot about authenticity and, making music that he loves, you know, and I think that's really important because as I've said on here several times, authenticity breeds a fan base that is going to stick with you and that is really invested in the music and the lyrics and the persona of the band. And it's not this flash in the pan, um, one hit wonder type of situation. Um, so yeah, really excited for you guys to hear this conversation with Joe. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into that because there's so much good conversation to be had. Um, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy this. So let's dive in to my conversation with Joe from the band dead. So, uh, yeah, to kick things off, I do start off with the same boring ass question every time. That's and okay. That's, that's the simple introduction, man. Uh, who you are, what you do in the band, and just a little background on yourself. Oh, um, well, I'm always, I'm always, uh, I always feel weird talking about myself, but I, I'm the <laughs> singer. I'm the singer of the band, Dead. And um, I mean, uh, what about myself? Um, pretty cool guy, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, I would say so. So, like. Let's talk a little bit about some of your musical history for people that aren't familiar with you. Yeah, that's cool. You're not, you know, new to the music industry or the music scene at all. Um, So let's talk a little bit about like to kick things off kind of your your history. Like you've been able to work with people like Beartooth, uh, Being as an Ocean, you know, like some pretty big names in the music industry. So like how did that come to be for you? Like your evolution, I guess, through this. Okay, well. So I started out, you know, just like I'll, I'll do a quick little rundown, like, you know, whatever. Uh, I started out just, you know, getting a guitar, wanting to write songs, uh, being a band when I was around 12. Um, and I just loved the whole everything about it um, at the time and really started out pretty heavily in punk rock, although I listened to all kinds of music. Um, but I think everybody kind of maybe starts there. A lot of people do. Um heavily influenced by Nirvana, you know, um, and just learning power chords and writing songs in simple form, you know, forms. And, um, I've been playing music for a long time. Um, and, 
so like you mentioned, uh, you know, I got into some some songwriting um, things like that uh, with with other bands. Those two, for instance, Beartooth and Be as an Ocean. I wrote some stuff with Zach Servini, uh, who we met uh, when we did our album with John Feldman, the first album with Dead. Um, Servini was was pretty new, and, and then Zach um, Zach and John went their separate ways, and, and um, you know, kept in touch with both of them, but uh, but Zach was writing and things like that, and I was friends with the Beartooth guys, and so it just made sense. And um, uh, I've written with uh, like Escape the Fate before, uh, uh, done some stuff with Bless the Fall, like all, all kinds of different bands. Um, and um, but I've just been in a lot of different bands, punk bands, rock, hardcore. Uh, you know, I love all of it. I create all kinds. Of, um, but Dead is and Dead is kind of a culmination of everything that I love. Um, yeah. It's got rock. It's got, um, to me, you know, some like some punk hardcore elements, some metal elements, a little hip hop, uh, industrial. So I mean, I, I love all kinds of music and um, write all kinds of music constantly. And um, so that's that's my, I guess, a you know, quick little summary. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think that you're you're dead on, obviously, and no pun intended there. Uh, right. But for like. <laughs> new listeners like no matter what version of music you're a fan of what genre of, of music like whether it's punk rock post hardcore whatever like you guys definitely have experimented in pretty much everything or at least draw influence in pretty much everything and it comes yeah. through very well cool thank you very much man it's it's cool to hear because you know some people might hear one song and label it something. We get labeled new core a lot, which is, I guess, new metal with hardcore influences or metalcore influences. Um, and it's okay. Like, every, you know, I, I get why people do that, you know, because it's, you know, when you're trying to explain something to somebody, it's it's cool to just throw them in a box and say this is, you know, but right. um, I guess in, not even in our defense, but in a way, you know, it's like, yeah, we listen to a lot more music and we try to really incorporate everything like whatever we like we want to try to get it in there somehow and i think it organically does anyway without even intentionally doing it so um but you know just like anybody you just try to make music that makes you feel good you know i i look at it like like cooking a meal you know I, we, we sprinkle in the ingredients we like and it tastes good to, uh, that's it yeah yeah for sure and i, I love that analogy because like as a musician you're not going to write songs that you don't relate to or that aren't personal to you you know like yeah, it may be, I guess if you're chasing the paycheck, you may start writing right. pop songs that nobody, you know, in the band necessarily is a part of. But like, right. it's so much more authentic, I think, when it's, look, this is what we love and this is what we're going to do. Froze up on me there for a second. What was the last thing you said? I, I said, I just feel like it's it's a lot more authentic uh when you guys take all those different influences and put them together and say look you know these are all the things we like and and this is what you know that's done for us yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and, and I'm, I'm not saying other bands don't do that i'm just just speaking for myself that yeah that's kind of the thing you want to just be um because i've done that i've been in bands where it was strictly this or strictly this and there was just this this idea uh, of of trying to fit into a certain category, and and um, uh, and being in the music industry for such a long time, and trying, you know, I've I've done that before. Like, you're, uh, I was in a band where like, the idea was to, at the time, you know, um, 
was kind of writing songs and turning them into management labels and, and being like, oh, I hope you like this, and which which ended up, you know, feeling empty and my soul didn't feel fulfilled doing that, right. you know. But as as an artist, again, kind of a lifer, I would consider myself at this point. Um, you know, you go through a lot of different phases in time. You know, you go through different things and you go through different struggles and you're trying to accomplish different things and you're trying to find ways to get certain places. And, and really the cool thing about dead was, was that um, I was kind of giving up on the idea of like, when you start a band, the idea of like trying to be successful and thinking about like, okay, what, you know, how are we going to do this and this and this? And it was just more like, let's just make this music. And the idea was to just play shows like at like dive bars, you know, around us and not care if it did anything really, I was going to like get into graphic design and, and just songwriting and just kind of do that. And and then it ended up being when I stopped caring about what other people thought I made, you know, I was made something that was the most successful thing that I had done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of the cliche would be that that ties back into your punk rock roots, right? Like, right. Who cares what everybody yeah. else says? I sit outside the norm and I'm just going to do what makes me happy. Absolutely. And yeah. And, um, and that, that's, that's absolutely true. And, and, um, you know, you, you, like I said, you go through different phases in life, you know, through age and through time and, you know, there's these, these ebbs and ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And, and, it, and, it, and it's like, um, you know, I feel good. I feel like it came back to a place that I started in. And when you start playing, it is really just to make music that you love first. And then you put it out into the world and you hope people like it. And that's, that's really the, like, that's it. That's what, you know, that's what art is really so you make something that makes you feel good or makes you feel something and then you want to share it and that's really yeah and i think that's the important part for anyone listening that's in a band that's maybe like starting to get discouraged about their stuff not taking off or whatever is like if you're doing it authentically and making stuff that you care about that's really what's important because at some point in time it's going to hit the right people it's going to resonate with people and yeah. then you know things open up absolutely yeah just gotta persevere man just gotta you know if you if you you know if you are doing what you love then you're not wasting your time you know what i mean that's how i look at it so yeah for sure yeah. um so let's talk a little bit about you mentioned john feldman earlier um yeah. for quote unquote casual fans they may not realize like how big john feldman really is uh right. the dude's worked on everything i mean looking at his his quick list you're talking everything from uh five seconds of summer to blink 182 all time low panic at the disco sleeping with sirens the used like the guy's been all over the place yeah so what was it like you know you've been in the industry but what was it like for dead to be able to say look this is our first album and this is who we're working with yeah it was it was amazing man because you know did dead we had like a little ep we did and um we started the band with uh matt good from from first to last and he does producing now too actually and mm -hmm. um again he was in the band in the beginning oh, we we're writing the dead stuff and we made like an ep and you know like i said the idea wasn't to really go and do stuff with it so um he ended up you know just going and he's focusing on his um, recording and he's great stuff and um we, we just did it for fun. And so they, we had this EP that we were just sending out to friends and, and ended up getting out to John Feldman and having us come out there. And that was, you know, a dream for me, for sure, for all of us, really. But, um, 
you know, one of my first concerts was was a Goldfinger concert, actually. You know, yeah. Into his world and 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 introduced us to so many people, introduced us to the the Madden Brothers, Benji and Joel. They managed us for about a year, year and a half, like early on, like right out the gate. Um, and um, you know, a lot of different people. He was the one that we did showcases for a label that we're on now with Jordan Sure um, and Suretone, and Jordan is our manager, and um, he's the best. And so, like, yeah, John really, and John's one of those people that really lifts bands up and finds new bands, and just one of those guys who got his pulse or his finger on the pulse. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I think that's a, a perfect example or a perfect explanation for him is like when you look at his list of artists that he's worked with, it is so diverse, but every one of those artists has went on to do just incredible things. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, you know, he, he, I think, you know, he definitely did that with the used in a, in a, in a very big way. Yeah. And that was where a lot of people found out that he was like a producer. Cause I remember he, I guess he did the real big fish album. I didn't even know that he had done that album actually at the time. I think the used was the first band that I was like, Oh, John Feldman records bands now and they're awesome. You know? And so, really he really is and you know yeah he's done like you all the lists you said and you know like you know i think it's it's incredible too like even on the production side for someone like john who is very well established like how little people realize or you know how little people understand that these people do like it is so much work that the producers go through um yeah and then like to I don't want to say they don't get recognition because they do from from obviously the bands and the Grammys and some of those. But like, I don't think fans fully appreciate what goes into the production side. It's, I mean, it, I guess they become the unsung heroes in a lot of ways. Uh, people behind the scenes that goes for management and crew and, you know, like even your guitar techs or whatever it is. I mean, there really are. There's so many unsung heroes that make so much happen that, you know, yeah, I think, you know, your point there, talking about all these unsung heroes is like, I don't want anybody that's listening to be like, oh, you know, I need to give up on on being the front man of a band or whatever. But I, I hope people understand that all of those jobs are necessary to make a band as big as they are. So like, just because your band maybe doesn't work out, doesn't mean that you can't be in the music industry, guitar right. tech or, you know, whatever. Like that stuff is huge. Um, and I know like All Time Low's a, a great example or even Good Charlotte back in the day or Newfound Glory back in the day. Like even if you just are a quote unquote, just a guitar tech, like during the live show, you may be playing, you'll just be off on side stage because there's too many guitar parts or something. So like you're still right. getting to live the dream to some extent. Yeah, no, I mean, I. I... I definitely, I feel that, you know, there's, there's just, there's only so many spots, I guess, for people to do, uh, to be in the limelight, I guess. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it is, it's really hard. It's, it's a small margin of people that, that do that. And so there really are so many different facets of the music industry and really being in, in any, I mean, like our new, we have a new guitar player now and he started out just being our kind of our merch guy, but um, and, and, you know, making our merch and things like that, but he was always a great guitar player and he actually wrote the music to our newest single kill beautiful things that just came out. And that was before he was even going to be our guitar player. He was just turning in songs that he was writing with our bass player, Kyle. And, um, so, you know, like, I, like, I think if you put yourself, you know, and you're living that lifestyle and that's what you want to do, 
you know, when you put yourself full on into it, I mean, you know, I don't know what, what they say luck is, but it's like whatever preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's so many times where I've been in the right place at the right time and, and, you know, it needed to happen that way. And, and, um, you just, if it's what, if it's all, you know, and it's all that you want to do, then you just, you know, dive in and do it. And, and if you're there, I mean, you know, crazy things can happen. It's really cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that old, like the old saying that they were just in the right place at the right time. Like that's a real thing. A lot of the time. It's true. And then, but at the same time, when you're into that spot, as I say, like whatever preparation meets opportunity, you know, you need to be able to jump through the hoop when, right. when it, when it presents itself. And it's like, it's usually a burning hoop, uh, with <laughs> alligators and ninjas and sharks with lasers on their heads, uh, coming after you. Um, I, I do like that you, you kind of tied in, uh, you made my segue a lot easier for the new single, uh, kill beautiful things. Yeah. So definitely want to talk about obviously the track itself, but You've previously done some work with In This Moment, and now you have Maria also helping you with the music video. Sorry, I broke up again, brother. You're, you're fine. Um, I said, okay. so you, you've previously done some work with uh, In This Moment, and now you've got yeah. Maria doing some help with you guys on directing this, this video and doing some production to the video. What's yeah. it like, you know, being able to, to share that collaboration back and forth with an artist? Well, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's basically she's she's also my my girlfriend, my love as well. So um, it's very organic for us. You know, we live together, and uh, we were putting the video together, and it was in pandemic times. You know, um, so the video was like a one shot type thing. We were, we were went out. She was like filming, you know, like filming me do it and help me kind of get ready for it and practice it because it was like sped up. And we we're going to try to do it all as like one long shot. We ended up chopping it up a little bit here and there, but, um, so it was really fun. I mean, it was, it's, it's really cool. You know, um, I, I sang on a song on their album called hunting grounds, which is, uh, which was awesome. And, and it was an honor to, to be a part of their, you know, their thing. And, um, uh, and it was just cool to, to do the video that way. I, we didn't have the band, which was a little weird. You know, I mean, you're used to having the guys and stuff. Right. But I think it was cool because I think it made us do something totally different than what we would have done. I think we would have done a completely different video had had it been different circumstances. So um, it's always amazing to work, you know, to work with uh, artists that I respect as well as, you know, person that I'm in love with, of course. And um <laughs> I, I, and then she shot a video for As Above, So Below for them. And I got to, I helped edit. So it was really cool, you know, just making, making art and making, um, you know, videos and whatever it is for, you know, for the world. It's really cool to do that together with the person that you love. There's a, there's a closeness there. lost you for the last yeah. the last part of your sentence uh you oh, said okay. there, there's a closeness there when you uh you know get to work uh with someone that you love like yeah yeah it, and, and i've never i've never, uh i've never you know dated or been with uh like an artist like as my girlfriend before so it's really it's really cool we just understand each other on these levels and um and we can help each other and 
um, in everything that we do because we both do kind of the same thing. So it's really cool. And she definitely is really strong with work with her but it's just it's so much cooler to do it as as you know uh, a couple it's amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah awesome uh so let's talk a little bit about the song kill beautiful things um as a you know audio track um lyrical content and just emotion that it evokes you know it's it's very much about trying to remain positive with all the the bullshit that's going on in the world really right. um you know i think a, I want to talk about that song specifically, but also for you, how much is writing music kind of a therapy? Well, it's a huge therapy. I mean, first and foremost, writing a song, um, playing guitar, writing a song, sitting down. I mean, it really, it really brings you into this moment where you're you're not really using your like your mind doesn't have the capacity to worry about shit when you're focused on that like which is you know what why they call it an escape the escape could be playing basketball the escape could be swimming it could be whatever whatever your thing is for me it's music so when i'm sitting down writing a song i'm just completely emerged in that and um you know so it's yeah it's it's amazing and then and then i kind of when i write lyrics i kind of just let them come to me from a place of no mind as well um and then i kind of step back and look at it and and in that way i can kind of take a look at see what i'm kind of made me feel something and I wrote to that feeling inside of that environment and um that's a really cool thing you know like because I used to always write most of my own music like the guitars and everything in my bands and so it's really cool to have stressed out and i'm not thinking about anything else and it's really cool you know and, and uh, i'm glad that you picked up on kind of the vibe of the song and everything yeah yeah and yeah. i think um to your point there about you know not having to write all the parts anymore it's also kind of nice to be able to just enter the room with the concept and go hey guys you know here's here's where i'm at but like there's so much more to unpack and when you get those extra ears and and hands in there all of a sudden what comes from a you know simple guitar and, and lyrics expands into this huge soundscape of like here's the environment that we're going to live in yeah yeah it's i mean it, it is it is it is really it is really cool in that sense and i did i did write guitars for a couple of the songs uh on the album as well um you know because i still i love playing guitar so i still write write things um but yeah, it is, it's so it's so great to write with people that turn in great songs and great music and they're great humans. And that's a huge thing for me too, you know, uh, at a certain point, you know, music, you started music to play music with friends and have fun and like it needs to stay that way for me. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes, like I said, through, through a lot of journey with a lot of different people, um, it's awesome. We have a great, a great group of people that you feel good with. And so it's, yeah, yeah it makes it, it makes it fun and it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've brought that up to artists on the podcast before, especially like smaller artists, like 
you always want to make sure that your band is really your your brothers they're your family yeah. because once this does take off and you start touring and stuff can you be in a van with this guy for eight hours in between shows like you know i right. don't want any animosity or or any issues there um right and it, it, you can speak to this too i'm sure like on the music side of it like especially the writing side of it once you have that that group that you know you're comfortable with each other you understand where each other's coming from like that whole process becomes so much easier because you're not like pulling teeth to get somebody to contribute yeah no absolutely man yeah it is uh it is a big commitment you know like i've i've had conversations and heard conversations of you know making music is very intimate you know it's like making love you know in a way yeah. uh, when you're when you're playing music with with a group of people connecting on a, on a on a higher level and um so yeah you want to make sure that you respect each other and you love each other and and you feel comfortable to be uh you know who you are and, and um, they feel comfortable in the same sense you know and it's it makes for a really beautiful experience uh, under those circumstances man it really is uh, feel very uh, fortunate um and lucky to uh, you know because i know i know how hard it is so i i feel i feel very fortunate to uh you know, to have gotten as far as we've gotten and to, to be around people that, you know, I know have my back and I have theirs. And it's, it's great. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the important thing is too, that like, it's not a forced thing, right? Like the, the movie theater version of like, oh, you know, we all met in high school. We took applications. This is our group. Like, that's not always how this works. It, it comes out of, just like you've said a couple times, like everybody's personal journey kind of just, you end up meeting at this point in your lives where it's like, this is where I was supposed to end up and this is where I'm at. Sorry, it's, it's super, you're fine. super, super, you're job, fine. super job. Um, no, so uh, it would figure, you know, I've not had issues with it today and now it's gonna give me problems, but um, no, so like, it, like you said, the, the whole journey thing, right? So like all these people come from their own personal journeys and stuff and you meet at this moment in your life where it's like, this is exactly what I needed. This is where I'm at as a human and, and whatever and everything just falls into place. Yeah, 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 it, it, is. it, it is. It is like that for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm in a hotel, we got the dogs with us and, and uh, she's uh, chihuahuas, they go crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is really cool in that sense. And, and you know, there's a there's a level of trust um, because you're spending your life focusing on something. And, um, you know, especially me being kind of, uh, you know, somewhat the, the leader of, of things. And I kind of have always taken that role um, creatively and, and whatnot. Um, you know, there's a level of trust that, you know, you have to have in somebody that you, you, you have to uphold when someone trusts you. You have to respect the fact that they're relying on you to do what you're supposed to do. And it's, you know, it's a team, it's a team thing, man. You know, it really is. And, um, I have no intention really, or and I never wanted to ever be a solo artist. Really. I love the idea of, of doing things with, with friends, with people and with a, a unifying, uh, camaraderie around, uh, you know, a goal. Uh, and, and it, it, it's, it's really awesome sharing in glory with, with people when you've done something together. And I think that's something innate in us, deep down, you know, we just do that, you know, as a human race, you know, sharing and working together and, and, you know, that's how we've accomplished all the amazing things that we have with us today, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, not to knock any solo artist out there, but it, to me, brings a, a better energy, I guess. Um, you know, like, you have your, your solo artists that are touring, and, like, every time they tour, it's a different band that's playing with them because, you know, not the same guys are available or whatever. So, like, they're just kind of going through the motions, whereas when in, everyone in the band has contributed, they're all invested, it just amps everything up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. And I definitely don't want to say I'm, I'm definitely not speaking ill, ill about right. solo artists, you know, at all. I'm just saying for me, that's just what, what I've been drawn to is, is making things with other people and um, relying on people and having them rely on me. I, I like that. You know, I love the family kind of uh, family oriented kind of, kind of vibe, uh, you know, the, and I definitely make stuff by myself, you know, um, right. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like uh, doing it with other people and, and uh, I've always loved sport. You know, I've always played sports too. I've always loved, you know, like, you know, when you win a game, you know, it's everybody did it together and just like goes over. Everybody did that show together. And it's a really cool thing. Um, but, you know, and there are some cool things with solo people too. Like, you know, um, like John Mayer plays with the trio, you know, he plays with some amazing artists or whoever it is, you know, gets linked up with somebody amazing. And um, so there's, you know, it's, it's all good. There's no right or wrong way to, to create and, right. and, uh, and perform, you know, it's, it's all, it's all cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the, for lack of a better term, the commercial success that you guys have seen over the last album and then leading into um, kill beautiful things. And I know there's an album in the works that we can talk yeah. about a little bit, Yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, like for example, kill beautiful things has been out for at the time of us talking just under a month and you're at 273,000 streams already, you know, like yeah. talk about kind of just the almost immediate support that you guys have felt as an, a unit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I don't even know, you know, like for me, I don't, I don't know how many streams you're supposed to have and you know, I don't know how many YouTube, right. <laughs> you know, because I always, I'm always comparing myself to like, you know, the people kind of on the next tier. So I'm always like, all right, that's cool, but I want, but, you know, whoever has, you know, um, which is part of, you know, the drive that you have inside of you. Um, but yeah, the reception has been awesome. Um, it seems to be doing well and the fans love it. And that's always a huge thing. You know what I mean? Um, like it, yeah, just makes you feel awesome. And, um, you know, it just feels good to just release music again because it's been so long. We've been sitting on the album and um, the album's coming out. It's supposed to come out in October. Uh, always from that one album and if we did like a headliner set we just pretty much played our album through and, and that was it you know whatever so um yeah it's been really awesome um you know having people react to the video and and uh, uh seems like radio is responding well to it all that stuff so you know you, again it's just you make something you love and you put it out there and you hope for the best with it you know and that's it you know yeah yeah and yeah. I, I think that's probably i mean obviously we're all in this for money to some extent right like sure we live in a capitalist world, but right. like, it's almost more rewarding, I think, or it probably is more fulfilling at least to see that kind of reception when people are like, man, this song, you know, hits me in, in the feels because I went through something like this or whatever. Like when you get to make that connection with fans, it 
almost trumps any payday that you could get. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do agree. Um, you know, you, you want it to be successful. You want people to like it, you know, but at the same time, like I said, I, you know, I've gone through phases where I was just writing songs to just try to, you know, to do, you know, to write songs to make other people happy almost. And, um, and when you do something, yeah, that, that is from your heart, you know, and I think you get, a, you get a better song that way anyway, you know, um, cause if you make something that you don't really necessarily love and then someone else maybe doesn't necessarily love it either, then what's the fucking point that no one loves right. it. Then who, why are you even doing it? But if you make something you love and then other someone, you know, most other people don't like, it, at least you love it still, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. And then if you wrote something you hated, but other people loved it, you know, that just sounds terrible. So, um, yeah, it really is important to, I, I think just, uh, to speak from the heart and, and create from the heart. And, uh, and I think you make better music that way. That's, that's what I've found over my, you know, 20 years or whatever of, of making music, you know, it's yeah. been, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely most of the people that I look up to and a lot of the music that I respond to is usually something that I can probably confidently say was, was, was written from a place of, uh, you know, of, of, of honesty and, and truth, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, I'm 36 and I still listen to quote unquote emo music and whatnot. And I literally just had this conversation the other day where somebody made a, a joke about emo music. And I was like, but isn't all the best music really emo music? Cause it's just emotional right. music. Like, right. like I would much rather hear somebody sing about what's real life to them, you know, going through struggles or whatever versus like, I'm, you know, may get shit on for this. I don't know, but I don't want to hear WAP from Nicki Minaj. Like, okay, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. That, you wrote that, this this pop song or whatever that people related to or that you know loved because of it being catchy. But like, I'd much rather hear about like in Kill Beautiful Things, for example, like mm -hmm. going trying to be positive but still getting kicked in the dick and right. pushing through everything to say that right. you know what I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff, a lot of that top 40 pop stuff um, and whatever uh, top 40, most things don't usually resonate with me a lot. Um, a lot of it does, but a lot of it doesn't. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree. I mean, and speaking of emo, I'm, I'm interested. What Because, what, like, I, I hear emo, I hear the word, the term being used, and then I a lot of people, like, have like different ideas of what emo is like what do you see emo as being like what is your like give me your like you know your big four of emo you know what so, i mean like yeah i i would say they they're kind of fluid between pop punk and, and emo so it would be like bayside uh mayday parade um dashboard confessional um i would say dashboard 100 falls in emo. yeah yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that like, he's like almost the picture perfect box of emo sure and everybody else kind of dips their toes in around it but yeah. um i think at the time i was listening to oh man um a synonym for acquiesce by bayside and he's okay. got a line in there where he says uh take this razor and sign your name across my wrist and they're like holy shit like can you be more emo and i'm like but i you know i've been there like through a bad breakup where you're just like you right. know what like fucking kill me. You're you're the one that's put me in this position. Yeah. And it's like, but at the same time, Anthony Renari's still writing music twenty five years later. So like as long as you take that moment and don't let it consume you and you can move on past it, that's the important part. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And, um, and I asked that question too, because, um, it seems like the, the, the kind of the, the more like dream thought of emo, like they put like Paramore in there and they yeah. put, you know, uh, good Charlotte in there and like some stuff. And I'm like, that's not, you know, to me, no. I don't know if like, you know, whatever, that's not emo to me, you know, like, um, you know, I feel like I was kind of around for maybe the second wave of, of emo, you know, type yeah. stuff like, you know, like saves a day, um, yeah. definitely is in that vibe, even though they were more pop punk, but like Juliana theory and Jimmy world and that kind of thing yeah. was a little more to me, you know, um, and dashboard hundred percent. Um, and you know, whatever the Atari's first couple albums were pretty fucking that blue skies album was pretty emo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, but like you said, it just means emotional and, and, and a lot of, a lot of things have that. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's, it's weird. That, that goes with like what I was saying when people call us new metal, a lot of times it's like, right. we're not really new metal necessarily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm of the belief I've been doing the music journalism side for like 16, 17 years now. So like about probably about five years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm done with genre labels. Like yeah, in the commercial sense. Sure. Like, you guys right. could be a metal band or whatever, but like when you really sit down and listen to an album, nobody really fits in boxes anymore. So why do we keep putting people there? Right. Right. I guess it's just really, it is, it is just a way to like, you know, a movie could be, well, this is a horror movie, you know, but it could be a horror movie with comedy or a sci-fi horror or right. an action horror. So there's all these different things. And I guess it's just a way to like, explain it to somebody to give them a gist of it and that's right. fair you know like you kind of i definitely do that but i try not to like you said and um you know i don't expect the world to take that mindset on you know anytime yeah. soon but you know it's just how it is you know and, and it's just descriptive ways of doing it and that's okay you know yeah well i think yeah. you and i do the same thing probably where it's you know, if I'm going to describe a band and use a, a genre label, it's, I think they fall in this category. Yeah. It may not be the cat, you know, like you guys, I would not say new metal, like new metal is old Limp Biscuit, old corn. Like, and that doesn't, right. to me, that doesn't describe you guys very accurately. Right. But to, I guess, you know, surface level. Well, if you like those bands, you'd probably like this. Okay. But to me, if you like, in this moment, bring me the horizon, you know, bear tooth, like, yeah, you're still right. very well going to, to find songs in your catalog that work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why I ultimately, you know, I would, I would maybe call us like alternative metal or alternative rock, I guess. Yeah. And cause the word alternative, I've always liked that word. And I don't know if that's from growing up in the nineties or whatever, cause it was popular then, um, right. you know, to be alternative or, you know, it was commercially popular then and which was awesome because it just meant not, you know, alternative means usually not, not stupid bullshit really, you know, is what that usually means. It usually means the alternative to what is popular, um, which pretty much sums up, you know, rock and metal really anyway, like right now, because it's, you know, um, country and hip hop are so popular and, um, EDM is so popular, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing. And, and I, I do too, you know, and I'm, I'm like a big, 
you know, if I'm trying to explain a band to somebody, I'll be like, it's like this mixed with this mixed with this, you know, like I'll, I'll like try to paint yeah. a picture or, um, you know, that kind of thing. And that usually is pretty beneficial. Like sometimes like my drummer just hit me up about, uh, the new, uh, what is it? Eskimo Callboy yeah. song. And they're all like, and it's like this, like super weird video where, you know, where they're like, it looks like Edward Scissorhands, yeah. you know, <laughs> neighborhood. And he's like, it's like static X meets 303 meets, uh, Don Bracco. And I'm like, wow, what the hell would that sound like? I listened to it. I was like, oh, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cool like that to, to get a bit more of a direct, uh, idea, you know, when explaining something. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's, Obviously, the radio can't do that. You know, if, right. if a radio station came on and they're like, you know, we're going to play the next song that sounds like these three artists, like people are going to yeah. be like, what the fuck? Like, no, we're done. Right. But, you know, hanging out with your friends, you know, just take over the aux cord and start, hey, do you guys like this? Cool. You're going to like this instead or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's still how I find most new bands is, is through friends that understand me, you know, and will be like, yo this is, I think this is up your alley. Um, or, you know, I, I really do find a lot of great stuff on Spotify with like their release radar stuff and whatever yeah. they give you every month, they send you like stuff that you might like. And um, yeah, I, I love finding new bands. It's like one of my favorite thing. And to this day, I still, I mean, when you find a new band that you love, you're like, Oh, this is amazing. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like a drug. It feels so cool to find something that you truly love. Like, especially if it's like the whole album, it's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and I always love like when it, it's going to make me sound hipsterish. I think, but like you that's know, okay. You, we're all a little, we're all a little yeah. hipster, all a little elitist. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like you know, when you've listened to a band for a little while, like you know, you guys, I found out about you on your first full length. So okay. like I've been listening to you for a little while, and then my buddy, uh, Kill Beautiful Things, showed up on his release radar, and he's like, dude you have to check out this band. And I'm like, holy shit, I've already know, you know, like uh, it's cool, awesome man. that you're getting into them now because I've been into this or whatever. And yeah. it just, it grows that connection so much. Yeah, that is cool, man. I love that. And you know, it's the same for me. I've found bands on their second album and gone back and listened to their first album before. Yeah. And, and that's such a cool thing too. You're like, oh, there's, there's more than I thought there was. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's a cool thing. Yeah. And you yeah. know, for most bands, I think that works out. Uh, I love Bring Me the Horizon, don't get me wrong. But like, if you're a new fan that came in on their newest release and go back through their catalog, yeah, you're gonna be lost as shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's like right. no album has been the same. It's like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah, that's one of the cool things about them. I've, I've always admired uh, what they've what they've put out because they always seem like they're like four years ahead of everybody else, which is yeah. so cool, you know. And um, and I and I just they just they just I don't know they just don't ever suck, man. They're always just really good. They're always really fucking like like they i feel like they push me i feel like other artists i know like you look at them and you go they kind of inspire you to to feel like you should you should be yourself and do whatever the fuck you want you know yeah. it's really cool yeah. yeah i i agree i think they're i hate to use the word blueprint for them but they're kind of a blueprint for where like alternative metal and stuff is because to your point earlier like i really feel like it's ollie and the guys just writing shit that they love and if the world catches onto it, great. If not, we put out something that we love and that's all that matters. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, and, and they're a band that I don't, I don't know personally, but I, I get that feeling when I listen to them and that's, you know, something that I respect. So, yeah, you know, I, I definitely respect them for sure. And, and I'm a listener. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, as we get a little bit closer to the release of the new album, um, let's talk a little bit about, I guess, as much detail as you can give. I know it's still a little ways out, so you may be under lock and key for some things, but um, kind of what can fans expect out of this new album? Is it following, you know, Kill Beautiful Things? Is it down that same path or is it still pretty expansive? I think it's pretty expansive from that point. Um, I think Kill Beautiful Things, even though even though like a lot of our fans like we're saying it's not heavy and i guess it's not in certain extents but it, it's still it's heavy to other people as well i don't right. know it's probably the lightest song on the album though actually so okay. um you know whatever that means There's a lot of different vibes. There's a lot of kind of experimental, kind of alternative-y type stuff on there, as far as I'm concerned. And, um, you know, a lot of huge, you know, I really, I'm a big fan of big choruses, huge choruses. I've always loved that. Um, probably just, you know, coming up on Rancid and things like that, you know, like they're probably the biggest chorus band maybe ever, you know, um, and, and um, you know, Rise Against, whoever else it is, like there's so many bands with huge choruses. Cornos has big choruses. Um, so every song has that because I love it. I just, okay. I just like that. You know, it makes me feel good. I, I love that. Um, and there's a lot of different vibes. I think there's some stuff that has, you know, some kind of metal quarry stuff, some alternative stuff, you know, some stuff almost sounds like Kill Switch Engage a little bit to me. Um, some stuff sounds like some 30 Seconds to Mars vibes. I mean, there's a lot of different um, things. And, and we just tried to, you know, like I said, just kind of put it into the pot and stir it up and, and whatever it sounds like, you know. Yeah, and I, I think to touch on it real quick, the the big chorus thing, like as a musician, there's no better feeling than standing up on that stage and having people scream their your lyrics back at you in that yeah. moment, right? Like Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I do. I, I, I when I when I write a chorus oftentimes, um, you know, uh I try to make something that's kind of universal that I could I could imagine somebody hearing and making them feel maybe empowered or um, something that they would want to sing, something that I would want to sing if another band, that's a big thing that I try to do is I think when I listen back to a song after when we're demoing it out, I go, would I like this if I heard this from somebody else, you know? And um, so that's that's kind of, um, you know, something that, that, that I'm a big, yeah, just really big into that, you know, or I'll like, you know, get, you know, smoke, smoke a bunch and chill and then you can kind of listen to it outside of yourself a little bit and be like, oh yeah, this is dope. Or, it'll kind of reveal, you know, in a way to me for some, you know, for some things. And um, so, yeah, man, it's just, um, you know, it is, but it is. Yeah. They, like, you know, love big choruses. Like I love watching it. I love watching other people sing it when it's even not my band. I love when it is my band. I mean, both ways I love holding the mic out, you know, I love right. getting close to people and, and that, that unity. I think that that big sing along thing, whether it's fucking you two or whether it's whoever DMX, I don't care, whatever you know, if there's that big unifying chant, you know, in there, I mean, that's just something that is amazing. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny you, you make that comment about, you know, like holding the mic out, obviously with all the COVID restrictions, that's something that's been missing because live music went away for yeah. so long. What was it like when you were able to take the stage again and get that first, like, it, it's time, you know, let's get this feedback. What was it? I, I cut out just for a second. There wasn't like when, 
Uh, so what's it like, you know, now that you're getting to go back out and yeah. like getting that feeling back of like, does it almost feel like the first time playing live music again, where fans are just hungry and screaming everything back or, you know, what's it, what's it like being back on stage? Oh yeah. Well, I have, you know what? The tour starts next Friday. So I haven't actually played you a show yet. Okay. No. Yeah. But, um, I'm watching my friends do it and it's really cool <laughs> watching, you know, uh, Bear Tooth and Wage War out together and their shows look amazing. And I've talked to some other people um, and, you know, uh, it seems like it's awesome. I've seen people saying like they teared up because, you know, it's just such a beautiful thing. It's, you know, it's like, it's a very special thing to us. And it's something we've known our whole lives and loved and to not have it for such a long time and to have it again is, you know, I guess it's probably like falling in love all over again with something, you know, so it's, I'm sure it gives you that amazing magic movie feeling in some sense you know yeah so um i thought this tour had already started so you're heading out now with black veil brides and in this moment then right yeah yeah we yeah we leave tomorrow night we head up there and start some lincoln nebraska awesome awesome so um what's it like i guess uh just quickly getting to i guess is it like preschool jitters? You know what I mean? Like now that you are prepping for the tour, is it like, yeah. oh shit, this is real again? It's strange. It, it feels surreal being back kind of in in this like, okay, cool. It, it's it's weird. It's, it's almost like, I don't know. It's like, like you said, school, it's funny because, right, you have like summer and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, school isn't forever. And then all of a sudden, oh, school's two months away. Okay, well, school's like one month away. Oh, now school's a week away, you know? Oh, wow. It's like here. And I got to get my fucking notebook and my pencils and shit. And we got to go and actually be in class and whatever. So, or like, you know, whatever your birthday or Christmas or something where you're like, you know, Oh wow. It's here again already. Wow. It's crazy. So it does. It has that strange kind of surreal feeling. Um, and it, I'm excited, you know, it's, it's, it's more of an exciting feeling for me, uh, to do it again and i'm sure i'll go through different emotions and when we get there and whatnot but I'm, yeah it's it's just really exciting um i don't feel nervous i feel just i just feel excited awesome yeah that's good to hear like i think the for me looking at it from the outside you know like obviously the excitement is what we want but we don't want you like so nervous that it's like can i still do this you know like oh, yeah. you know what i mean getting that yeah. that like almost imposter syndrome, I guess, where it's like, is this real? Am I going to be able to do what they think I can do or what they're expecting? Right. That's funny. Imposter syndrome that, that, that happened. Um, yeah, no, like I think once we got back in the room, um, and we were rehearsing, um, and I could still sing, you know, like that was, <laughs> that was a, a big, a big part of it. Um, and the guys were playing and we was like, okay, all right, we don't, we don't suck. You know, this is cool. That was that kind of feeling. So, uh, that that you know having that made me feel confident again but you know there was a little feeling of like you know like okay because you know, I, I do a lot of you know a lot of screaming and stuff and different ways i use my voice so it was really it was it was to 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 go through those motions and there's that muscle memory that happens and everything so yeah it feels really good awesome yeah uh, so for any fans listening to this the uh the tour is a pretty long one you guys are running through looks like early to mid November, late November. Yeah. Really. Right up to, right up to Thanksgiving. Like the 21st is the yeah. last day. Yeah. It's like two months. Like, yeah, that, that's the crazy thing. It's like, 
two, uh, nine weeks, I think is what it is. So that's long. Yeah. yeah. Especially coming out of not doing it for a half. Like we're going to have to totally get used to, you know, roughing it or not roughing it, but you know, like whatever it is like, you know, not having your, your me time and your space, you're around people all the time and just all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a long one, but it's, it's also cool. You know, like we've been gone for so long, so we're really going to cover the whole United States. So it's really good to just get things back in order. Right. And I think it'll be hopefully a good thing for you, uh, you know, cause we don't want anyone to thrash their voice, but like, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of, you're back on the like three days on one day off schedule, you know, so yeah. it's like, cool. We're going to go hard three days in a row, then maybe sleep a little bit, but we've got a, you know, eight hour drive, nine hour drive to the next city. Yeah. You know, so the rest recovery rate that all changes and everything. And it's, it's more taxing than what I think a lot of casual fans realize. Yeah, it is. And especially again, getting a year over a year of like, as much sleep as I want every night in my, in our bed with, you know, with our dogs and stuff and like, and waking up and just kind of doing whatever we want, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely like a, a, a super change up and yeah. Like, you know, you're sleeping, driving down the freeway, you know, you're bumping things, there's horns, like there's a million, you know, there's, there's a million things uh, happening when you're sleeping. It's not the same type of sleep for sure. So um, yeah, but it, it's cool. You know, we've done it before. We'll do it again. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so before we wrap up here, what do you want to say to fans that are maybe on the fence about coming out to the shows, whether it's the COVID restrictions or just, you know, being leery of, of the group, you know, settings again, what would you say to them as far as that goes? Well, honestly with that, I mean, like I would want people, them, you know, like if your circumstances aren't right, you know, if it's not good, I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to tell somebody, just go out to the show, you right. know, just do it, man. Like, that's not my vibe. You know, it's, it's like, if, if you really want to go and, and it makes sense for you and your health and your family and whoever else, and then, then yeah, come out and let's have fun, you know, and, uh, and that's okay. We'll see you next time. And, and, um, you know, uh, stay safe and that's, what's important, you know, really. So healthy and stay safe and, and continue to progress and get, and get, you know, and, and I want this to get better to where we're not even talking about it anymore, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, if you are coming that I'm excited, you know, and, and, and I'm going to give it everything I have. And I'm, I'm really stoked to, to share that energy with people again, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the, the most authentic answer you can give, right? Like, like you said, you don't want to force anyone out that doesn't yeah. feel comfortable. Like, obviously we want everyone to be safe, but I, I think for me, like, if it is safe for you, but you're just on the fence because of like it, I don't know. Cause it's scary to get back to regular life or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the group thing still worries you. Like at some point, I think we have to, you know, as long as we're safe about it, get back to regular life because that's the only way it becomes normal again. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, um, it's, it's hard. It's just, it's such a hard thing. I'm not a big, a person on telling people what they sh should or shouldn't do other right. than what what I tell people they should or sh what they should do is they should be who whoever the fuck they are right um as long as they're trying to be cool if you're if you're if you're being a shithead I don't want you to be who you are you switch that up yeah um <laughs> you know like I always see all that shit like you know like people whatever you know just be yourself up it's cool be yourself if you're cool you know what I mean like if not then maybe think about who you are and stuff but 
so anyway, I'm, I'm going off on something else here, but I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah, I never tell people what to do. You know, like uh, I'd, I'd want people to do what they feel good and everybody has different circumstances. They have, you know, families and they have jobs, they have whatever else, and, you know, you need to, um, you know, whatever they call that, like uh, calculate a risk, you know, like right. calculate your risk. And if it makes sense for you, then, then roll out and do it. Um, you know, but you know, like, you know, I don't know. It's hard. This is like an unknown thing. You know, yeah. if you're, te- if someone was to say to me, like, should I not go drive my car? Cause then I might get into a car accident. I would say, go drive your car. You know, like right. you have to go live, but this is like something where I don't know enough about it yet to where I can fully stand behind saying like, it's cool. Just go out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's, that's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's cool. I'm going to go do it, you know, but um, you know, I respect wherever anybody else stands on it, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's, that's a key part that I want to highlight is like, even if you choose not to go out for whatever reason, like that doesn't make you less of a fan. That doesn't, you know, like take away anything. It's, it's about, like you said, that calculated risk. And even if it's safe for you and it's, but it's not safe for your family members, like then don't do it. If it's going to potentially put them at risk. Right. 100%. 100%. Because like, yeah, like I don't, I don't think I would be a high risk person, you know, even though I am vaccinated, there's the Delta variant, there's whatever else is happening. Um, you know, our age and our health and everything, like, I think I'll be fine, but you know, but then, you know, on tour too, you know, if you get someone else sick or whatever else, like a lot of this whole thing is consideration for the people around you, for your family. And that's been something that I've been preaching to people. I know like, consideration would change the world if we all just considered each other more it, like it's such it's one word and it's small and i think it's easy um you know just consideration for how you affect other people um if people just stop for like just one second you know and in a lot of occasions like things would be a lot more chill everywhere but you know i, I don't expect that to happen you know i'm not i don't kid myself but you know right yeah, yeah. no I, I agree i think it, it's obviously this has like amplified not maybe even amplified maybe magnified the problem of like we can really see how selfish a lot of people are yeah and it's like but but why like your your needs shouldn't be any more important than my needs or you know whatever your safety versus my safety like let's be fucking human beings and take care of each other totally i mean and it sucks because it gets tied into into you know, politics, which right. is, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I still don't understand, you know, uh, how that happens. Um, but that happens, you know, I don't understand most, a lot of things <laughs> in the world. Um, you know, it gets tied with politics, religion, everything. And usually two things that I'm not a big fan of either of those things. I think both of those things are, um, you know, very, you know, they, they separate us a lot usually. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not into it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I think I try to think on more of a human level, you know, uh, it's just like, you know, all those things when you're a kid, treat other people, how you want to be treated, right. all that shit that they told you that just, you know, whatever, even, even as much as, you know, brush your teeth, <laughs> you know, it's like, whatever, you know, I, you know I'm not, I can't think of a, a lot of things off the top of my head, but, but it's those really small things, man. Don't judge a book by its cover. All those things. They're, they're really these like things that we just go like, oh yeah, that's, you know, what you say to kids or whatever, but it's a way of living life and it's all very important all the time. You know what I mean? And um, just to stay cognitive and conscious and 
a lot of it comes from the ego, I think, you know, and yeah. in, in saying like you can't what to do. Um, and we all have ego in us. And that's something that I'm always trying to fight against for myself. I try to be aware when my ego is, 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 uh, is, you know, being a little too loud more than I want it to be. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And because uh, ego can be important, but it can be really, really bad. You know, so um, I think a lot of it comes to that. It comes from fear, you know, and the most powerful thing, one of the most powerful emotions that people use for, you know, control is fear. And, yeah. um, you know, so and I know that fear is being used a lot of different ways in this in this instance, um, you know, against it and for it. So it's, uh, it's fucking weird, man. It is yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the weirdest times ever. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think. To, to lighten things, uh, something that I'm going to remind people as far as like those, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, all those things is as live music comes back, it it's very important that you remember to wear deodorant to a fucking concert where you're going to be up <laughs> next to people. Like, it is. come on, you know, like that yeah, common yeah. courtesy yeah, yeah, yeah. of we're going to be in a mosh pit together. Like, let's have a good fucking time, but right. I shouldn't have to smell your stink necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. Some dudes should put it all over their whole body. Honestly, right. the pit. I've been I've been up against too many sweaty backs in my life. You know, yeah. when I'm in the pit or whatever myself. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's everything I've got for you, man. So okay. to wrap things up, we'll do kind of the standard outro here. Um, I'm obviously going to link all the social medias and things like that, but tell people where they can find you and kind of what to expect and how to interact with you. Yeah, uh, for Deadman, just uh, deadband.com is kind of the landing page. You should be able to find everything from there. It's Dead Official on Instagram and, and Facebook, and We Are Dead on Twitter, and uh, Dead Official, I believe, on uh, on YouTube. And, um, you know, it's it's, it's on, all the, on all the Spotify's and Apple's and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. And, uh, and, you know, don't put us in a box, man. You know? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for doing this. Awesome. So, Thanks so cool, much. brother. Have a good one. Well, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. And that was my conversation with Joe from the band Dead. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I did. Huge shout out to Joe for making the time to do that conversation. Um, you know, prepping for tour and trying to get in media is not always easy. So I really appreciate him working that out. Um, and yeah, I think that they are so close to just really exploding. They've had some, some flares, um, you know, a couple tracks are starting to spike and things like that, which is just the start for these guys. I really think that they're, um, kind of in the position that they're one of the next big acts that's going to be coming out. Um, and I don't think it's going to take very long. So, uh, I also don't think a lot of you are really ready for the new music. Um, you know, like Joe said in the conversation that we had, some of the like comments and, and reviews are saying that it's not heavy enough, you know, kill beautiful things specifically is not heavy enough or that, you know, they went soft or whatever, and I don't think that's true. Like Joe said, it may be the softest song on this album, um, but that's all subjective as well. So we'll see what really pops off here. But I think that you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised about this album. Um, 
still plenty of time for you guys to get out and check them out on tour as well. They are out on tour now with Black Veil Brides and In This Moment. Um, so be sure that you're finding out where they're going to be and get out to one of the shows. Um, other than that, I don't think I have anything for you guys this week. So um, I guess I do. One thing that I do want to uh, let you know about, and I don't think I've really talked about it on the podcast yet, is that I have partnered up with Eargasm Earplugs, and you can get 10% off your order of earplugs. Um, just head over to EargasmEarplugs.com. Pick out the set that you like and use You Make the Scene, all one word, as your promo code, and you will receive 10% off of your order. Um, that's huge. I mean, they're the earplugs that I personally use in the pit when I'm doing photos and things like that. And I am not being paid by them uh, directly by any means. So, you know, this is not a paid advertisement, but these earplugs are hands down the best earplugs I've used. They lower the amount of volume, but keep the sound clean and clear. I personally use the high fidelity earplugs and absolutely recommend them. So uh, head over and pick up your set and go out and enjoy live music again, guys. Um, obviously only if it's safe for you wear a mask if you feel like that helps uh, you know even if you're vaccinated or whatever do what feels right for you but it's time to get back to living life and enjoying live music and supporting these artists that haven't been able to do this for the better part of 18 months um, and now it's all coming back so let's do this Lastly, I'm going to take you out with Dead's new single, Kill Beautiful Things. And I really think you're going to enjoy it. And if you don't, I don't want to hear about it. So uh, that's it, guys. That's everything this week. Remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.
I kill all of the beautiful